Welcome to Raising Parents Podcast. My name is Harold Bradshaw, and I am the family ministry pastor here at Highland Park Community Church, and I love doing this podcast. This is a podcast meant to be of support to parents as they seek to, uh, to raise their children in, in such a way that um, loves them, honors God, and uh, yeah, fulfills the goals they have for their family. So this is just a great venue. I'm here today with Rich Daly. Rich, tell us a little bit about yourself. Why are you on Raising Parents Podcast? Um, I am on Raising Parents Podcast because I am a huge fan um, of the work that you guys do here. And um, um, I'm just a general podcast enthusiast. So this is this is totally a bucket list thing for me is to just be on one of these things. And so, and I love talking about um, parenting with, with you, whether it's been in our, our coffee talks or whatever, you know, I just think that we all want to be better, better parents. And so these types of conversations are um, really interesting to me and I kind of gravitate towards them. So when you text me, I was like all, all about it. So all about it. And I love it. Yeah. Podcasts there. It's amazing how beneficial they can be. It's a short, uh, short amount of time, but it can be an incredible use of time that you can walk away with an, uh, an amount of information that um, is just bl- mind blowing. And so that's what we're going to hope to do. If you're listening today, we are so grateful that you are, and we're going to try to make this a good use of your time. So we're, we're, we're going to talk today, just coming off of Father's Day, um, it's the week after Father's Day, and we're wanting to know what does it mean to be a godly father, a father worthy of celebration, a father that on Father's Day would receive the card that actually is not just platitude, but is, is sincere and is genuine in, in what it means to communicate and express. So um, what does it mean to be a godly father? So um, obviously we're going to go to the scripture today, and we're going to look at, at certain verses of scripture that's going to give us some, some, some direction and some lead but also look at some godly principles from Scripture that we, um, we can hopefully bring example and experience to of what that, what that looks like lived out. Um, so let's take a, a first look, jumping in at Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4. It says, Fathers, there it is. Fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath. Instead, bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Well, have you, you've heard that before, right, Rich? Yep. Yeah, what, when you re- hear that first off, what was your interpretation? What was your understanding? Um, yeah, you just, you think about, for me, I really gravitate to bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. And, yeah. and, uh, discipline is one of those words that I, I think we all, um, we love to hate because we uh-huh. know that discipline is good for us, that no discipline seems pleasant at the time, but yields a harvest of righteousness. Amen. And so, we all would like to be more disciplined in different areas of our lives and parenthood and work in, yeah. in, in hobbies and in, in whatever. So, um, that's, you know, when I, when I see bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord, it's, it's, um, feel sense of, of weightiness there. Yeah. Like that's, that's something that you're supposed to, um, yeah, supposed to lean into. Yeah, there's a do not there, and then there's a do, right? Uh, instead, it says, so here's the do not, do not provoke. That was an interesting word. That, that was kind of a daunting word when I first saw that. And then the word discipline. And, I, and those are the two words uh, from this text I'd really like for us to talk a little bit. So let's jump on that word discipline. Sure. Okay, because that's, that's the, what we are intended to do. Instead, do this. Discipline your children in the way that they should go and how it would honor the Lord. One of my best definitions I've heard of discipline is this, is suffering pain for a redemptive purpose. 
Oh, I love that. Right? Suffering, pain. For, and so as a father, I mean, to see our children in pain is not a pleasant experience, especially if we know it's, it's at our own of our own doing. Right. Um, to have to bring that correction or, or, or that ex- example or, or consequence to them that, that we would rather not have to do with our children, but yet we know that uh, absent of that, that they won't know the way of the Lord and they won't know um, that there is indeed a right in the world. Um, and, and so um, disciplining our children, so inflicting or, or ex- contributing to uh, suffering in their lives for redemptive purpose How's that going for you, Rich? How's, how, how pleasant is that for you? Yeah, and it, as you were talking, I, I was just thinking about how sometimes um, when you see your kids suffer um, uh, a, a certain kind of pain because of your own personal lack of discipline, like we don't, I don't get it right 100% yeah. of the time, and, and I tend to run out of patience sometimes pretty quickly depending on the day, and, and, and so... Um, when I'm trying to give instruction or, or um, give some sort of a, hey, you should okay. do, yeah. um, instead of giving instructions, instead of having that extra patience, sometimes I have a tendency to lean towards commands. And, uh, yeah. and um, you know, as, as your kids grow up, too, you move from that sense of, you know, a sense of control because we probably don't ever really have control over our kids, but you move from control to influence. And so I'm seeing that more and more in my eight year old because he's got his own opinions about things. And so he used to just take my word for everything. And now, now he's more apt to, um, you know, push back a little bit. And so sometimes I have to be a little bit more, uh, uh, soft and patience, patient in my approach. Right. Right. Oh, that's good. So, and thanks because you just, I, I, remind, I was reminded, we kind of jumped in here a little quick. You have three boys. Correct. Right. And tell me their, their, their ages. Okay. So I have an eight, six and three year old. Yeah. That's why you're on this podcast. So, right? so <laughs> fast forward 10 years, that's 18, 16 and 13. Oh yeah. 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 So that's we, not lost on me. Uh, <laughs> that's not lost. No, we're praying for you now. And, Thank you. Uh, <laughs> amen. Amen. But no, and you're uh, married to an amazing woman of God that uh, serves here at the church as well. I agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. And and so um, I was excited to to have this conversation with you because uh, you bring that perspective. And, and as a grandfather, I get to jump in and say, yep, here's, let me tell you uh, what I, a lot of what I did wrong, because that's been some of my best education that might be of benefit to a, a young father like yourself with these young boys mm-hmm. and knowing what 15, 16, 18 looks like. Um, but yeah, so, and then here we are talking about discipline, how challenging it is for, for boys of that age to discipline, mm-hmm. but then to bring discipline to a 16 and 18 or, or, you know, a 32 year old, you know, son, um, yeah. because we never stop being a father mm-hmm. and, um, correction and, and, and again, trying to, it, it's challenging. It, it really, really is. So, uh, to train them up and we're going to get to that verse in a moment, but to bring discipline, a consequence, um, that word provoke. Okay. That one was mm. really challenging. Uh, and, and so I looked this up and, and just, here's, here's a fun word to try to, uh, pronounce, uh, phonetically It's uh, paradigio paradigio that, that would be the Greek for the word provoke that we find in this scripture. And in, in, in English translation that I found that I most liked was pushing their buttons. Okay. okay. That, um, do your children, your boys ever push your buttons? Oh, a little bit. Just, just <laughs> once in a while, right? Yeah. You ever want to push their buttons right back? Um, I 
would confess to you that I do. Because <laughs> that's it's, the truth. It's we do. my humanness. That we, <laughs> we react and we respond in kind. Right. Right. So, um, and it's a little un, unfair playing field because we, as we have grown, we become experts at knowing how to push buttons. Mm-hmm. Right. And so while they are pushing our buttons as fathers, we know how to push their buttons. We know what, what it is. But yet we are called of God that we're not to push their buttons, that we are, because we are the, supposed to be the mature one in the relationship, the one who has uh, godly wisdom to, while we could push that button and, and maybe feel better for our, ourselves for having done so, that's not our goal in our, in our calling as father. Yet we are, to, we are to discipline, right, to train. So it's not pushing buttons just for the purpose of feeling better ourselves as a father, right? It's, it's in, inflicting a consequence or, or training our children with again, not not a button to push for any other purpose. Other is this of benefit for them becoming Christ followers, uh, little little guys that honor God with their lives. Yeah, and I love that what you said about having a, a redemptive purpose. You know, yeah. when you when you push buttons, you're you might make yourself feel better in the moment, but there's no redemption in yeah. in that you know tit for tat type of yep. thing. You know, it's it's just one of those things that like. I've, I've, I've always, I shouldn't say always, I've walked away from a number of those encounters where I'm just like, "Ah, I don't feel good about that. Yeah. And then I got to go eat crow and apologize. And that's hard. Yeah. Don't you want to look at your wife sometimes say, well, he pushed me first. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There it is. And I tell my eight year old, I'm just like, so, cause it'll be like a a conflict between the two older boys. And I'll tell my eight year old, he'll say, you know, I'll go down there and the six-year-old's crying. And I'm like, well, what happened? I just want to know what happened. He's like, well, he X, Y, Z. And I'm like, so then what happened? Did you yeah. retaliate? And yeah. I sometimes that happens. Yes. Well done. I mean, we, in doing it in application, that's what our, we're, we're talking about right now is just, okay, we know the word of God. Mm-hmm. We've heard this. We've read this. We've recited this numerous times. But in application, this is what it looks like lived out. And when we start putting it in practical awareness that, yeah, my, my response is my responsibility, right? And how I respond to my, my kids is to be in such a way that, again, disciplines or trains them up. And let's, let's take a look at that verse real quick, okay? Because this, this one's um, really good. It's Proverbs 22.6. In this translation, start children off. Another one says train them up. Change, start children off on the way they should go. And even when they are old, they will not turn from it. Um, how, when you first, and, and as you've, uh, begun to relate to that verse as a father, um, what does that mean for application for you? How does that look live, or what does that look like lived out? Yeah, I think that, you know, part of it is, um, giving them the tools they need to, um, it, ultimately it's going to be their decision whether they're going to follow Jesus or not when they, yeah. when, when, I mean, I guess at any point in their walk, um, but we're going to, I think that my thing is, is I want to give them the tools that they need to succeed on their own. Yeah. And, and whether that's um, prayer or, Hey, you know, here's, here's the scriptures. Let's read through them. Let's decide where we're going to anchor ourselves, whether it's um, currently right now um, with my older two boys, it's, um, good YouTube videos that we yeah. watch and use as devotional time. Like not all things on YouTube are, you know, just junk food for your mind. And so yeah. we, we 
we dig into a few different um, channels on YouTube that are, um, you know, biblically based and, yep. and they're engaging at their level. And, um, and so that's, that's part of it is giving them the tools that they need to, um, um, in order to, you know, just follow, follow Jesus and follow God and have, have a, some sort of a relationship with him. And so that they know that that stuff's out there. If they walk away, they'll know that it's out there. Right. And so. Yeah. Giving them a a balanced perspective of what that is, but an age appropriate perspective. Yeah. Rich, one of the reasons I was excited to have you on here today, because I've watched your family and how you and and your wife are very intentional and strategic in, in how you, um, uh, expose your children to, to education and, and, and information, um, and, and that would be a good example. How do you train your children up is, mm-hmm. is to be intentional mm-hmm. that what you watch is, is important as equally as what we don't watch, mm-hmm. right. Or what we listen to and that, uh, you see, uh, that we, we do include God and prayer scripture in, in all areas of our life. And, and on the other side of that, you, you touched on something important, what we don't watch, what we don't read, what we don't listen to. Yeah. Um, my eight year old and I've had a couple of really good conversations about, you know, well, well, my friend at school, he gets to watch these movies. Why can't I watch these movies? Yeah. And so we talked about it and I was like, really the biggest thing for me when it comes to a, a certain series of movies is the language in them. Mm. And while it's not filled with, with, and it's not vulgar, you know, it's, it's still just like, I don't want him to watch that and think that that's cool. And mm. we had a really good conversation on the way home about words and the words that we use matter and, yeah. and, and so they really shape your heart and your, you know, the, who you are. And so, um, we've, we've had to have those conversations about, you know, well, that, that's, you know, I understand that your friend gets to watch that, mm-hmm. but we've decided that right now you don't have the tools you need yeah. to, to filter that stuff out. And so we're, it's a no for us. Okay. So. Yeah. Age appropriate. Yep. Right. Phase of development. We talk about that a lot in, in family ministry that, uh, we want, would want parents to be very, again, intentional and strategic in, in how they parent, um, that they can receive not only the discipline, but the training that's necessary, uh, for them to be, you know, in the season of development that they're at yeah. this Colossians three twenty one text. It's kind of, it, it, it kind of reinforces um, Ephesians six, four, when it says fathers do not embitter your children or they will be de- become discouraged. I know this verse, um, this was a light bulb experience for me as an older father. Um, when my children were, were high school students and actually even out of the house that I was able to look back on some of the way that I did parent and have some regret in that I, um, with my issues of, of control and power and control and, and, uh, kind of asserting that, uh, inappropriately in the home, I was I was pretty discouraging and embittering of my children. Mm-hmm. And uh, even with, right, so my intentions might have been well and, and thinking that what I was doing, but the, my method and the way that I came across and communicated was not loving. And and, and, uh, and so it was not anything that they could receive from me because literally they were embittered by it. They were bitter towards me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, once again, Father, do not embitter your children or, or yeah, embitter or they will become discouraged because that was the outcome. They were discouraged, and, and here's what one of the sad portions was. They weren't just discouraged about what I was talking to them about. They were discouraged in our relationship. They were discouraged in, in, in the fact that um, they were starting to consider, does my dad even love me, or does my dad really um, 
is it all about him and what he wants? Does he care about what I think and what I want? And that was the difference of where um, rather than communicating through such a way that was considerate and, and, and compassionate towards them, came across as, again, they understood control and they understood um, uh, that it's what I wanted, not, not necessarily listening to what they wanted, and, and it wasn't affirming of them. So that, that was a hard lesson, and it's such mm. that I've had to come back to my adult children and, um, and seek their forgiveness for having done that. And that's been a good uh, an opportunity to learn as well. Um, but you don't get those moments back. So here as a young father, I'm, I'm wanting to communicate to you and all the young fathers that are out there today that um, guard your tongue and, and guard your motive and your heart and how you're going to communicate to your children and, and, and see if it is bitter and, and see if it, does, if, the, if it does come across. If you see discouragement in the lives of your child as you seek to parent them, take a good hard look at the way you are parenting them and you will quite possibly find a responsibility on your part because um, you can be both right and wrong in parenting mm. and it's how you go about parenting. Okay. So I want to make sure we get to these, these five principles of, of being a godly father. Um, and, and I'm really curious to hear from you how, how you're able to make this happen in your life. The first one is to make time for your family, to prioritize your time with your family. How do you guys do that? Yeah, that's, that's, that's a good one because um, b- before we hit hit the record button on this, we were just talking about how this was a busy season for both Morgan and I. And, yeah. And um, um, I think that uh, bedtime has always been my my thing. Bedtime routine has always been my thing. And okay. so um, I, I'm not perfect at it. Like there, there are nights like last night. Last night was a late night. We had baseball mm. and, yeah. you know, just had a lot of things going on. But one of the things that um, that I've always done with my kids, and they they really seem to desire this or want this, but they want me to crawl in and lay next to them, and yeah. and I remind myself is especially when I'm when I'm in a hurry or I have some things to get ready for the next day. Um, every time, every time that um, Drew or or one of the other kids asks me to lay down next to him. I remind myself that they're not going to ask me to lay down next to them forever. That's right, brother. And so, right. yeah. And so I, I lay down next to them, and we either read a book or we watch a YouTube video or we read something from from the Bible. That's that's. It's funny because they think it's so cool that I can just pull a Bible up on my phone and I can go to any any which scripture I want to. And <laughs> I love it. And so they really. James, James, especially he, he really was a good accountability in that evening devotional time. Mm. And, um, we, uh, one, I can't remember. It was the start of 2016 or 2017. We read through the whole new Testament. It was so, it was so awesome. That Um, is. Yeah. And, uh, all the way through Revelation, it's like, oh, well, man. this is, I guess you're going to go to bed. Right. <laughs> you're going to be hopefully not dwelling on this too. But anyways, uh, or, um, you know, currently we're using YouTube, uh, you know, some resources from either the Bible Project or Orange has a, a show called The So-and-So Show. So-and-so, and it's absolutely. A, it's a couple of guys and they're just goofballs and they, they do some really serious, silly stuff that yeah. actually makes me laugh out loud. And, you know, we laugh together and then they have a, like a Bible story time where they, where the guy comes, another guy comes in and he does a retelling of, of some scripture and, Mm -hmm. 
it's a good way to end our day, but uh, bedtime has always been my thing. And so, um, that's, that's where I try to, and I'm, I'm fortunate that I'm, I've got a job where I can, I'm home every night. And so, um, I know a lot of dads don't have that, but when, when that's just always kind of been my, you know, I put the kids to bed and sometimes I'm in a hurry and sometimes they make me not in a hurry and that's okay too. Yeah. They slow me down and that's a good thing. Oh, that's good. Rich, that's one of the motivations for uh, entitling this podcast, Raising Parents, because that's what I believe our kids are doing. That as we seek to be of, of, of support and in, in, in raising our children, we are most certainly being raised by them. Mm. And uh, by God's design, it's just miraculous. It really is. So making time for your families. And hey, I just want to make sure I plug out that, that orange. All right, this orange uh, curriculum that we talk about, the orange resource, that's a, a, just Google that, guys you're going to find an incredible uh, resource in how to be a godly father and how to, uh, to be a benefit to your, to your family. This next one, love and respect your wives. Um, to live as an example to your children of what, what a, I mean, I, I oftentimes in marriage counseling will talk to, to couples about how um, if you want to raise godly, godly uh, adults, be a godly adult. Let them see what a godly father, godly mother, what that looks like. Um, they will, most of their education is going to be caught, not taught, that they're going to learn by example. And so how do you um, demonstrate love and respect for Morgan? How do you do that? Oh, man. Uh, that's uh, when I, I wrote it down next to this, uh, the, the scripture that comes to mind is, yeah. is husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church. Amen. That he gave himself up for her. And sometimes giving yourself up, it means putting aside your desire and that is not easy, especially in the heat of the moment. And sometimes um, it just requires me to be quiet even when I want to say something. And so um, that's, that's part of it. I don't see, I don't think our kids see us. I I think our kids have seen us in heated moments, but they've never seen us um, in an all out argument or, or disagreement. We, we try to present a pretty unified front. Yeah. Um, and that was something we talked about from the beginning is that we're, we're not going to be, and sometimes really in parenting, sometimes that means deferring to the other spouse. The other spouse made a decision in parenting Mm -hmm. that you don't agree with, right? but you're going to back them up and you're going to talk about it for the next time. Mm. And you're not going to show, I I mean, it's not necessarily that we're trying to hide from them. Okay. We, we don't have conflict, but it's one of those things where it's like, you know, Morgan and I call them skinny and fat rabbits because if you're a dog, you don't chase a skinny rabbit. You're not going to waste <laughs> the energy. So if it's a, if it's That's a good. decision and you don't agree with it and it's, it's more important to just, you know, be with your spouse on this one yeah. and we can talk about it later yeah. um, versus having to be right in front of your kids. So yeah, what I'm hearing there is unity is, is that you guys are unified in front of your children. I love unity. Yeah. It's the best. Amen. Amen. And it, and, and, and it communicates, it communicates loudly. Uh, again, we don't want to hide uh, conflict because that's a reality of our, of our lives. But at the same time, how do we manage conflict and how do we continue unity within conflict? It's a great, great example for, for our children. This and next one, giving loving discipline and commendation. All right. This was this one, because we already talked about discipline and the necessity of being a father who brings discipline, raising in with discipline in our child's life. Um, but commendation to commend our children, um, to congratulate, to uh, approve of. Well, how do we? How do you go about doing that? 
Yeah, I think it's, for me, I have a bent towards, um, towards, I guess, kind of harshness and moving them along and, okay. and trying to instruct and, and get them to, to ascribe to a certain set of behaviors. Yeah. Okay. But I know like I love my kids and I know they're good kids and, and I have to, I've, I've been reminded by other podcasts and other raising parent podcasts that, that, that my kids are, they're good kids and, and they need to hear that from me. Yeah. Not just from, you know, wherever else in the world, they need to hear that from me and from their mom. And so I try, I, I don't have that bent towards that, but I do, I do love to tell them like, you're a good kid and, and I see what you did there and that was good Mm -hmm. and way to help your brother out or, you know, something, you know, even small stuff like that kind of, um, like affirms them. I think you said that earlier to affirm them, to bring balance to, to that. Yeah. There's things that we need to, to learn, but there's also things that we know and, and to affirm when we get it right. Right. I, I speak about this a lot in, in, in marriages that when our spouses get it right, we need to let them know, hey, what you just did right there, that was awesome. Can you do more of that? That was awesome. Yeah. So when we were parenting with our children, it's the same principle that they just um, it's they're oftentimes surprised by that. that we're actually paying attention because mm-hmm. in, in the mind of a, an, an oftentimes child development, when they're looking at as a young person, they're looking at, OK, my mom or my dad are really just kind of waiting for me to not do something right and to let me know that. Mm -hmm. But to bring a surprise to them and say, hey, when you're getting it right, I'm going to be equally as as, uh, vocal about that. And and not just to placate or or to just applaud them for those things that might, you know, like getting a base hit right and and something like that. Yeah, of course Um, you're going to cheer for that. That's awesome. Absolutely. That comes natural. Those are easy. But um, hey, way to be on time in the car when we had to get ready for the game. Yeah. You know, that really helped me out a lot. I was kind of nervous whether we're going to be late for the game, but you were already ready to go. And I didn't even have to tell you about that. And man, I really appreciate that. It was awesome. Yeah. And I love something uh, that, that Mike said in his message, especially for, for boys, when we're yeah. being raised as boys, typically we get an attaboy or a good job and it's, it's based on our performance. performance. Yeah. And sometimes like with my six year old, like he is a kind hearted, loving yeah. boy his behavior doesn't always mirror that. Okay. He is busy and wild. And I think that's, that's some of that's to be expected at six. (laughs) Sometimes he has a hard time listening and, and sometimes I'm actually concerned for his hearing because I'm, I don't know that he actually heard what I said to him. (laughs) Right. But, but I, I, I love him and I, I want him to know that he is a good kid and that he is, is, you know, God made him good. And, and, um, and I see that in him, even when he's being wild and tearing the house apart. Yeah, I like to tell parents: champion your children. Yeah, be their biggest champion. That, that you that you um, are just if they didn't do anything else in the world, just their being yes. is of incredible value. And for that, I think thank God for it. Mm-hmm. Okay, th- th- this next one: Are you a good communicator when it comes to your children? This this is a, a, a huge topic in our culture today because we are quick to, to speak and slow to listen. And, and I think we hear it from scripture. It's that the other way, the other way around. <laughs> yeah. Right. So tell me, um, how are you um, communicating effectively with the boys? Oh man, I would love to tell you that I'm awesome at this, but I am could I, I got a long ways to go. And I think that okay. 
it kind of goes back to my bent towards, um, you know, I can be harsh or I can, I can just lose patience fast. And, and sometimes I get it right where I'm just like, no, it's, it's okay. We can slow down. This isn't gonna, mm. they're not adults. I shouldn't hold them to adult expectations. They're yeah. kids. Yeah. Um, but with my one, uh, with my eight year old, he's just more of a, he's more of a thinker. Um, he's just developed more in that vein. And okay. so he, we can do logic and I can reason with him and I can slow down and we can sit down and talk about stuff. Um, and with, with my six year old, like I said, he's busy and he's wild. And sometimes I don't think that he hears me. Yeah. And I think that it's just for him, it's, it's tone and, and he responds better to when I, sometimes I have to physically slow him down and, and just, we just talk slower and lower and, and, uh, we don't, we don't match their level sometimes. And so that's good. That can be, that can be helpful with him. And then the three-year-olds, it's like, it's the terrible twos and the even worse threes sometimes. So some, sometimes you just got to let him burn it out. And then, then you, then you, sometimes I hope the only message he gets from me is that I love him because he's as, I don't know that it's, I don't know that it's, there's no reason or logic there yet. So, and I don't expect there to be, sometimes I, I do. And I, then I remember I shouldn't expect any reason or logic to be there. Well, there, see again, age development, um, and being aware of, of the children and their differences, their personalities, all of that goes into, we would understand to understand a piece of literature, we would put it within its context, right? right. We can't really understand just a small pit portion of con- or literature absent of reading the context. Well, you can't understand a per- the communication you're receiving from your children if you don't understand the context of their, of their development, of their environment, uh, of, again, th- their personalities, all of that goes into it. Um, and so I hear you saying, yeah. And, and, and another thing you said, I really like this pace. Slow it down. Too often, we just need to slow it down and, and um, take that strategic pause that usually is disconcerting to a lot of people when you just when they're expecting an immediate response. Instead, you just you take a breath. And um, but in doing that, it, uh, it, it gives, again, the, the communication that in and of itself says I'm listening. And I, I wasn't listening with formulating my own thoughts, but I'm listening now to, re- to know how to respond given on what I've just heard from you. And with children, it's the same way. We just to affirm, to repeat, to, um, to actively listen is to be able to paraphrase back to the person, just what they said to you mm-hmm. in such a way that confer- affirms to them that you understood the information they were trying to share. Um, it's incredibly effective with children. Um, the older I get, the more I listen and, and the, uh, I like the 80, 20, I, as I was saying, I, I try to listen 80% of the time and, and, and assert 20% of the time um, because I want to make sure um, that I, I understand. I, I find a lot of my faults in, in communication over the history has been that I, I've made too many assumptions about what has been told. And so now, and I mean this with my children, extremely so, um, rather than learning from them what it is they want me to know, and um, assert, uh, affirming that I did indeed, whether I agreed with it or not is not the point, but do I understand what they're saying and why they're saying it? And it was, um, that was used. Our last principle, we got to get to this, is apply God's practical wisdom. So this is kind of the overarching theme, right? Of being a godly parent is the, the ability to apply godly wisdom. I mean, 
we are the adults in the room, right? So we have experience, which usually is what um, the greatest uh, educator of, of wisdom. Um, we have, we, we uh, understand the gospel. We understand the, the, the role of the Holy Spirit in our lives and our dependency upon him to impart wisdom into our lives. And so how, um, how are you able to apply God's practical wisdom in, into the lives of your boys? Yeah, I think that um, one of the things that um, that's been thematic, and maybe it's just the season of life I'm in, but um, is just our pace, and mm-hmm. and um, sometimes you gotta slow down to speed up. And just even thinking about this question, I was just like, no, just. You don't have to respond right away. You just pause. And and I think that that is um, not what the world around us is telling us. The world around us is telling us, you need to know the answer and you need to know it right now and you need to be able to spit it out with confidence. And, and yeah. sometimes I think that that's why I loved what you said when we before we started talking is you talked about 80%, 20%, and I'm going to, take that because I think that you can take that all the way to the bank. And it's, it's just the world wants us to just know and know now. And I think that, um, sometimes there is, there is, um, there's wisdom in, in margin and, and silence. And, and it reminds me, uh, this is all reminding me of, uh, um, of a, a sign that's in James's piano teacher's studio. Mm. And it says that I'm probably going to butcher this, but it says music is the silence in between the notes. Oh, wow. I think that's pretty profound. I have no idea where it comes from, but it is profound. It's, I think that, um, just giving our kids space and, and teaching them that that's okay too is, yeah, is good. Amen. I like that. Rich, I like that a lot. I'm thinking of, um, my, my father, uh, recently went to be with our Lord and, uh, and I miss him dearly, yeah. but, uh, leading up to that, I had about a month, uh, prior to him going home, I was able to sit with him and he wasn't able to speak a whole lot. And it, it was, a, it just resembled, uh, the times we used to sit on the riverbank with, uh, fishing poles where there hardly any words were shared. We were just together. And, um, um, a man, or my father was a man of few words, but I, I found myself coming back and I was, and they asked was asked how was my visit with my dad and I says you know we didn't we didn't um we didn't share a whole lot of words but we said a, a lot mm. and it was through the expressions and through just the presence of being in the room and and that's what I'm thinking when you talk about just slowing it down and being um spent several days with my dad and like I say a lot of there were not very many words that were shared at all but the expressions and the, the stares and and the uh, the thumbs up or or just a lot was said with very few words. And I think that could easily translate. That was a father to fa- father to uh, my father to me uh, communication. The same thing with uh, your boys at their age to slow it down and, and to just spend that quiet moment on the riverbank mm-hmm. or, or, um, or, or, or just again, wherever you are um, having those, those pauses, strategic pauses to just to be with, to, um, to just have that moment. These are great principles. Again, guys, make make time for your families. Love and respect your wives. Uh, give loving discipline in balance with commendation. 
and be a good communicator and apply God's practical wisdoms. Know that the word of God will be, of course, your, your absolute best um, uh, uh, manual for how to be a godly father. And um, just to, to wrap this up, Rich, I, I love this time together. I really have. And Likewise. Um, and um, we're going to go to lunch after this, and I'm looking forward to some more conversation about uh, on because I um, parenting's well, it's our jam. We I love families, and I love that we have been inc- incredibly gifted and 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 blessed by God that we give the privilege of being fathers and, and doing this. And uh, amen. And, and so, um, real grateful. I want to give you just a chance. Wrap this up for me. And what would you want to say to those fathers uh, who have listened to this time together? What what is the the parting words you want to give to them? Oh man, I, I guess when you first text me on this, um, I thought to myself, I'm certainly no expert and I don't, I don't get it right a lot of the time. And, uh, I think that sometimes just take a beat and I didn't get that right. Yeah. God, give me your grace. Uh, you know, you just, I need your grace to, to keep moving forward and help me shape these young lives that you've entrusted me with. So grace, grace is good. Grace is great and so required um, in parenting. Um, But something that you just exemplified, I want to make sure to affirm is humility Mm -hmm. and in that we, we come as dads today and and we just confess our dependency upon God's Holy spirit to to be able to live this life that he's called us to do, to be able to be exemplified of God's word, to be in any way resembling our heavenly father and so um, I think that's going to be my parting words uh, along with you is to just say, God, help us. Um, and, and I'm so grateful and, and uh, for the privilege that we have to be to be parents and, and to have this opportunity. So um, I hope this was was a benefit for you guys today. And so I'm really grateful to have Rich here today. And um, we're looking forward to the next. But hey, to all you dads out there, know that we pray for you. We are so grateful we're in this together. And uh, God bless you. Thank you so much. Bye-bye now.